What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, your neighborly normal guy who happens to have a lazy eye, here chatting with an individual who has an incredible story and my story this week, or I guess uh, every week until uh, maybe the 4th of July, are my allergies. I think my allergies, and this is no exaggeration, have gotten 1,000 times worse since moving to Boston. I, there's pollen literally everywhere in this city, and I know it's a city, but everyone loves the trees and the, the flowers blooming and everything, but if I sound super nasally for the next few weeks, you know why. Anyways, today we are chatting with the one and only DJ Hunts, and maybe you can tell by the name, he is a DJ by trade, but that's not what made me want to reach out to this individual. DJ Hunts really had to pivot when live music and live gigs kind of gone by the wayside during the pandemic. And what he turned to was comedy. I think uh, in the summer of 2020, when it felt like the world was quite literally ending with all the negativity we saw in the media, we needed somewhere to turn to. And whether it was TikToks that people wanted to watch, or if you look, if you like your certain YouTube uh, vloggers that you like to watch, whatever it was, we wanted to find that space where we can take a break from all that negativity. And DJ Hunts really created that with his TikTok page. With over 5 million followers across all different social media platforms, he's really created a name for himself beyond his DJing trade. And my buddy DJ Hunts happens to have a lazy eye. So you knew we had to have him on the show. It's an incredible interview, a mission-minded individual for sure. And I'm super excited to introduce many of you to DJ Hunts. Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everybody, we got another incredible guest on the show. Hunter Bentley, or better known as DJ Hunts, is a DJ, TikToker, and all-around good dude with over 5 million followers all over social media. Whether it's making music or making people laugh, he's obviously doing something right and doing something really good. Uh, DJ Hunts, thank you so much for coming on, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm stoked to have you, man. It's it's uh it's a great to connect with you. I'm so excited to hear your story, and and I know every story has a beginning. So why don't we just get right to your beginning? You grew up, uh, you're born and raised in Ocean uh, Oceanside, California, just outside of uh, San Diego. I'm an Orange County kid myself, so Sweet. very familiar with the area. Can you take us a little bit about uh, life growing up in the Bentley household? Yeah, dude. Uh, grew up in the Bentley household, bro. Uh, was just um had a little brother and uh it's easy living man you know it was simple very active with baseball uh very active with church community still am and uh that's just kind of how we grew we grew up in a godly house we grew up uh playing baseball loving my dad was very much into that and so we were we were really good at it for a time all the way through high school bro and uh was just always kind of around just good vibes man i was always around funny people was kind of like that guy who grew up wanting to be like the class clown but but failed um (laughs) i was like the poser trying to be the class clown but didn't you know didn't succeed and just uh just connected very well you know he's even in high school connected with like david lopez because we went to the same school calvary christian vista Mm -hmm. and uh yeah middle you know just kind of surrounded by that um just that mindset of like, yeah, we're doing school. School sucks though. So let's try to figure something out for ourselves. And so I was always around people who were making YouTube videos, uh, making, you know, 
or doing funny stuff, whether it be pranks and stuff like, you know, just a lot of right. stuff like that. So that's just kind of like, that was like early, early life growing up, you know? Yeah. I feel like when we grew up in like the boom of like YouTube and like even more so like more when I was in high school, like Vine and stuff, like it was like, it was, it seemed so easy to create a video and like get viral, but it was just like, everyone was doing it. And so it never, it never looked good for me. At least <laughs> I never got, the, it was kind of hard to stick it. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to stick out. So you, you went on to get your associate's degree in biblical studies and talking a little bit about like your, your family background. It wasn't until college that you actually first started DJing. So like, where did the correlation between biblical studies and DJing kind of come into hand? easy bro so i had one of the greatest homies i've ever had in my life bro so i went to my certain my third semester of baba college I, I traveled abroad and i went to york england and uh, i was there for a semester I was there for three and a half months and one of my uh best homies in the world his name is joey joey savage bro and uh this guy was like an old school dj who um who I just met at the Bible college, bro. He was just uh, doing the same thing I was doing, but he was a DJ. And at that time, man, I was kind of like getting into like electronic music. I was very, I was very, very much into like screamo heavy metal. Uh, but when they, but when I first started hearing like this electronic music kind of mixed in with the screamo metal, I was like, oh, that's yeah. really cool. Bands like Attack Attack, uh, Enter Shikari, Asking Alexandria, Devil Wears Prada, and uh, bands that kind of put that like that electronic synth in it. So I was kind of like, I was kind of like, already kind of getting into it and then um eventually i discovered dead mouse and you know squirrel and you know the famous artists of the day right um back then and then when i went to college and uh met joey he basically said he's an he's an old school dj and i was like oh that sounds kind of interesting and then he we went to dinner one day he's like yo uh you can download this dj app on your iphone on your ipod touch and ipod touch back in the time oh and, yeah uh, and i you paid like three bucks and you can like mess with like you know the 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 dj stuff that had on the ipod i was like screw it let's do it and so what basically that's when i really started um messing with dj stuff and it was even there like i had a bunch of kids like a lot of kids off the streets in york they call me yo dj hunts dj hunts is in the house you know like and i was like all right cool We'll stick it. So the name stuck right there, right? Name, name stuck. I was like, I'll, I'll eventually change it when I get big or when I <laughs> start producing. And um, so look what didn't happen. <laughs> hey, and, it didn't work out. I was going to yeah, say. <laughs> some years down the road, never change. But, <laughs> and actually one of my first logos, one of the, my first like DJ Hunts logos was, was from one of the kids um, back in New York. He actually made me like a little banner, DJ Hunts banner. And it's like my first, and then I made up, made everything about that, you know, just put shirts on it, made banners and logos out of it. I love it. I love it. I also had the, I don't, I think I had the free version of the iTouch DJing app and dude, like when, <laughs> when I was told to go to bed, I'd like hide under the covers, put my iPod. I was like, I am the world's best DJ. And all I would do <laughs> is like, like mix the song, like just right. transition it, make it beautiful. But that's mm -hmm. all I did. Nothing else. Right. But I yeah, that, the world's best for the longest, that's that's pretty much pretty much all I did too was just learn how to transition songs or try to find a song that mix that goes good with this and stuff like that. What what DJ app did you download? What, what was the one? Do you oh remember? God, I I can't even remember it. It it, it was I, it was like the the like the only like the, when you type in DJing app on the what used to be the app store. I it was like the first one, and, and I I don't remember. I can't remember the name of it. But you would I would have to. You'd have to use songs that you had on your iTouch. Right, right. There was no Spotify. There was no like Apple no, Music no, no, no. back then. And so it would take like three minutes to load Smack That by Akon into the, right. <laughs> into the Someone, queue. Yeah, and whatever, then you yeah. get like 
um, like a flow ride a song and you just, right. you know, you'd have the two turntables and you'd be like, oh yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah. I remember, I remember the app I downloaded, bro. It was called Tracker DJ. And to this day, I DJ with Tracker. So I never, never really moved on. I stick with Tracker. <laughs> hey, once you, once you're set on something, you're, I guess if you're good at it, might as well keep going. Well, it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> do you I mean, your, do you remember your first paid gig? Ooh, good question, bro. Um, I do. Give me a second while I go backtrack through that. Um, where was, what was, where was my first paid gig? Oh my gosh. I want to say, Oh man, what was my first one? Shoot, where was it at? <laughs> this is a hard question. Man, I'm going back, bro. Because I I didn't really um, I, I I remember when the the first my first gig I ever did was really at um it wasn't paid, but my first gig and it, it was filmed and everything was at a coffee shop. At the, it was at the I came back from New York and I went to the Marietta campus and they had a coffee shop there and they had like an open mic night and i was like eh, i've been messing with this dj app for a little bit why don't i just get out there plug my plug an ox cord into my ipod touch and show off and that was kind of like my first gig that i um dj for and everybody was just like what <laughs> what is this right this is amazing this is awesome and it was like me and my friends like yo bro i thought you were gonna you were gonna suck at that bro but dude you surprised me i was like thanks man a lot of confidence <laughs> love you bro and um but I think my first my first gig my first paid gig was actually um uh I want to say it was for a church event close by and I think it was um it was like for a Halloween party and it was like super huge super big it was probably one of my most favorite one of my most memorable favorite gigs every day because their sound system was just like top notch top notch dude the church always has the good stuff right no no. <laughs> Not in the no, they don't. But, but this church did. This church did, dude. Mm. This church was like top notch, and they had subs, dude, and they had it like below the stage, bro. You can feel it, and it was like this is awesome, but it's also missing my board too, and putting things out of out of <laughs> touch. Anyway, but it was it was the coolest thing. But I think that was like my first paid gig was uh, doing it for like a like a like a like a, like a young adults uh, church church event for like yeah. uh, around Halloween time. They oh. called it Mal- Halloween. They called it Halloween. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Have you been out to have you been out to Saddleback in Orange County? Saddleback Church. Saddleback. Saddleback. It does sound familiar. I don't know if I've actually been there, but I it's, know it's about Rick it. Warren's church. It's like oh yeah yeah yeah. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah 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 yeah. That thing. No, I haven't. Huge. That place is huge. If you do a DJ event there, that's like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. It's like the oh, yeah. largest church in the world. I know. They're crazy. Like, you, you drive on the 241 and it's just it stretches miles and miles and miles. It's crazy. It's wild. It is great. Yeah. <laughs> some, some some churches, some churches are pretty big, bro. You'd be surprised. Oh, I oh I know it. I know it. So uh let's fast forward a little bit. Let's fast forward to March of 2020. Uh obviously when the world kind of hit pause. What were some of the ways that you kept DJing going, kept getting the name DJ Hunts out there to get your, you know, get your brand out there, get some where some awareness of what you're doing around. So yeah, around that around that time, um, I would say my answer. If you're gonna go talk about 2020, I would say TikTok. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of where TikTok really became like the biggest part of my life. Right. Um, but even just uh, running, uh, uh, going up to that, and even now, um, it was always through like doing live streams on Twitch, you know. And I think I put even like an Instagram story sometime before. I was like, you know, what this lockdown is like. You figure, you think, you think Twitch is gonna be like. Or streaming apps are going to be like the big thing. Cause this is before anybody was like doing 
live stream concerts before like you know um pascal got on twitch and started doing his whole um edc online and right drug cake movies and i mean before anybody was doing any of these i like was thought it's like can you imagine like the streaming apps are gonna like probably get a lot of business out of this and sure enough that's how it came through and i'm thinking oh this is gonna help me with my dj stuff because i was like i felt like i was like one of the first people to really get on there and dj on twitch you know because at the time when i got on there which is before 2020 right. um it was like around 2017 2018 oh wow so early very early twitch then yeah i was um yeah i would come home from like working at like home depot bro because i was working at home depot at the time would come home uh, put on two hours of mixes and just go all out had a whole green screen everything man i went all out um to try to try to get that going you know mm-hmm. and it did fine for a little bit but uh so that that's what i was kind of doing uh when the whole world was basically on pause and then eventually i tiktok came 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 to the equation yeah i think you bring up a good point because it sounds like you were early on enough that when 2020 hit and i feel like a lot of artists maybe were scrambling to figure out like what do i do where do i go how do i get my music out there how do i do live shows how do i do these live streams like how powerful is twitch i think that's a dumb that's probably a dumb question to ask here in 2021 because i think people have kind of figured it out but like when you saw it in 2017 for what it was how powerful was twitch and like the ability to be able to stream live from your home um, it's a good question, man. How powerful was Twitch when I started doing it? I mean, honestly, it, it was powerful in the sense that you were you were building a community that was unlike anything else all the time. Yeah, it wasn't like you were going to some friend's house and like you were listening to some DJ music or you were going to some friend's house and you were playing games. It was like you're connecting with people whom you'll probably never ever see in your life. People who all the the all the what you see is just them playing video games and them DJing music. Right. And you just had like this connection with them. So when they, you know, when you comment, they hit back, you know, what's up, dude, how you doing? Or when you start rating, it was like this big spur. Yeah, bro. I'm bringing my homies over to your channel. We're going to watch you spend some dubstep or whatever you're doing, you know? It's so uh, it was, it was powerful in that sense. I was like, this is a brand new kind of community that, 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 that was, that was just, unlike anything else mm-hmm. so that's that, that's how i would see like how powerful like these streaming apps are be are like you know with like twitch or whether it be like d live or i forgot what the one that ninja runs on now right I yeah i don't i don't know anyway, <laughs> i forgot i thought i forget him i don't know he has like a, all these anyway streaming apps in general pretty much absolutely no i think i think i i think we've all seen the power of streaming apps because i think bring up a good point whether it's music that you're into or you're into gaming like the way we used to watch video games was literally, like, I literally remember, my brother used to be an incredible Call of Duty player before, like, there was, like, major league gaming, and now I feel like you have to be a professional to be playing those types of games. Like, I would sit and watch and be like, this is impressive. And then he would sit and watch YouTube videos of FaZe back in the day, Opti- Op- Optimus, I think was one of them too, but, like, on YouTube. And then now having the ability to watch them live is, like, a completely different thing. And it's it's crazy to see the, the world of gaming and streaming and, and all that that has been because of mm-hmm. – maybe because of COVID, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, definitely definitely when COVID hit, I was like, what else are we going to do? Just watch TV all day or watch <laughs> or, you know, favorite YouTube videos all day? It's like, no, nah, dude, with Twitch, it's like you get to watch your favorite um, – streamer and you get and you know in that sense if you're like trying to become pro like you get to see how the pros work you get to see how they play you get to literally it's almost like watching watching training day it's almost like if you were into football like you just watched them train the whole time you saw how they trained 
Like, yeah, it's exactly like watching sports. I feel like there there is still a disconnect between like the traditional sports fan and the gaming fan. And I don't think there should be because if you're as religious as you are about, like I'm a diehard Eagles fan, right? Like if I'm as religious as watching them every single Sunday, caring about what they're going to do this Thursday in the draft, what they're like, whatever they're doing in the offseason, then why is it, what's, what's the difference between that and someone who's, who's into phase clan or into another gaming organization into watching those live, those live types of shows. Exactly. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It's just, um, it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you 100%. So let's jump into June of 2020. Uh, and this is kind of like where you would say, at least according to your website, where you would say your comedy started to really take off when the world wasn't looking too hot, right? Like, let's be honest, you really, turn to comedy to really bring a relief and a peace in this stressful time in a time when people kind of turn to social media to see a lot of bad going on in the world right what what made you feel like turning your page into this safe haven for people to kind of find that laugh and did you feel like it was maybe a bit of a leap to do that in this type of situation and with this type of climate going on or were you kind of like i'm sticking to this and this is what i want to do yeah, man, it was um honestly it just came easy, Barrel. It just it just came easy to me because um, you know, along with like being the DJ and, and really getting into that kind of game, um, at the same time too, I was also like being extras and and doing vines and YouTubes with David Lopez, man. And uh I work you know, and there came a point where I quit my job and actually worked for him uh for a season for quite a time, you know, and show up at his house, help set up scenes. And then be a part of his films, be the extra. And if I wasn't part of the extra, I'm just sitting back and waiting for him to tell me what to do. I, I would watch how he directed. I would watch how the camera and filmed. I would just pick up these small things that at the time I didn't know it was going to benefit me. But, but just kind of picking up those things, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. I can see why he did that. I guess, you know, just like some of those things. So when, when, um, yeah, around June time and, um, and that's you know the way I say it, bro. Like around the, when the riots were at its peak and everything was going down like that, and I was working for Amazon, I was a delivery driver. Uh, they told us not to go to certain places. I was just getting wow. anxious. I was just yeah, I was just getting anxious. I was just super nervous and super scared and frustrated. I was just like about all of this, and I was just you know I was like, oh, I got it. It was just I just was going nuts, bro. And I needed to do something to kind of like you know counter that. And so I, I think one day I just like stopped listening to music and probably put on some comedy specials to kind of like change the mood. And I think I put, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I would assume I was probably listening to Brian Regan at the time um, because I came home one day in June um, from work and I had this idea. I was like, yeah, what if we put like a, made a whole skit out of like Brian Regan's pop tart mm-hmm. thing that he, that he, that he makes a joke about. And I just like had this idea. I had like this visual with like his skits and like what they would look like. And um, that that's when I came home and started making these comedy sketches, comedy, comedy skit TikToks. Mm-hmm. And then when I posted up that that Pop Tart video, um, I just saw the 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 views just go up. I was like, holy right. crap, dude! I, I was like that realization. Oh my gosh, dude! I got something here. I found my yeah. niche, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean the re- so the reaction from TikTok kind of speaks for itself, right? Well, what was some of the feedback or some of the reactions you were getting from the people that you that meant the most to you? What were your fa- like family and friends saying about it? Like, oh, uh, they were just uh, they just loved it, bro. They're like, dude, this is so funny. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. How do you do that? Like, dude, I just like there's the reaction from my friends. Like, dude, I just was on YouTube and then just saw you like in a you know, TikTok collect, you know, uh, collaborate uh, yeah. compilation, dude. Like, what the heck, man? And it's just like, yeah, 
came home one day and made a TikTok. There you go. Enough, they did well. There you go. Has it, you know? has, it, has it sunk in that you have 5 million followers and fans all over social media yet? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, it's like, um, and yeah, it, it's just like, no, I know I have like over 5 million followers and it's just like, it's cool. And I'm home and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, and I, and I'm able to make a living off it and, and do this full time. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, but to really grasp what it's like to have 5 million followers, uh, the best way I can describe it, it's like the first time you get your first hundred followers your first thousand followers, your first 10,000 followers, your first hundred thousand followers. That's what it feels like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as relatable as I can to anybody who has any kind of following. It's like that realization that you, you, you have a certain amount of followers. You're just like, dude, I can't believe I have this many followers. And it's like, it's that same thing um, for me when I hit, um, when I have, when I hit 5 million followers, you know, mm-hmm. it's that same kind of thing. Do you ever do you ever like find yourself at a crossroads now that with like the success of TikTok and then what was you know what and still is your DJing career and, and Twitch like do you ever find like where to kind of balance the two? Um, you know that's always kind of been a difficult thing for me, bro. Like, um, and the, my whole thing with TikTok and just with everything in general, bro. Like, this is all. This is everything that you see. Everything that I do. Like, this is who I am. You know, the reason I didn't change my name from DJ Hunt's official on TikTok to just like, you know, Hunter Bentley is because, dude, I'm a DJ. I like to DJ. That's why. That's why my name is DJ Hunts. Right. My first name is not DJ. No, it's just my title. And uh, I DJ. Just, I just don't post it, post it up on TikTok. And, um, and so finding that balance, bro, it's just, I really find, I really put it all on Twitch and kind of basically what it is, is just, it gives people something to listen to what they play video games. And I'm just like, you know, just having fun, just being me. And, you know, people just kind of see that, see that, see that other side of me that they don't always see. They say, I mean, I think it's DJ Hunt's official to think of the comedy, the lip sync guys, the crazy yeah. guy, the lazy eye guy, that, that guy. And it's just like, when you come onto the Twitch channel, you see me um, DJ, bro. Like you're seeing like the other side of me, you're seeing me for who I am um, before. This is when before TikTok was like, comedy was my thing. Like, this is what I was doing and um so it's still hard to find the balance to kind of really you know bring people in and really kind of give them the best of both worlds that best of my both worlds um because i think you know to them it's like eh, some people it's like oh this is cool bro like and some people like eating music and the fact that they like my comedy like my dj is like oh this is awesome you're great you're the greatest ever and there's some people (laughs) it's like i like the not not much into the music you like to mix bro but you make great comedy videos (laughs) i'm gonna stick to the tiktoks for now yeah I'll sit to the TikToks from now, man. It's cool though. Hey, keep doing you, boo. And I'm like, I will. <laughs> I love it. But so kind of speaking of like the fans and and like being able to interact with them, like have you taken a minute to figure out like what life is going to be like post-COVID and if you will be able to get the chance to do a meet and greet, do a live show, you know, oh, do yeah. maybe a, a sketch comedy show. Like what has been kind of the thought process of how this is all going to go once we're all able to start to interact? Have you thought about like a meet and greet? Oh, I can't wait for it. I Hell can't yeah. wait for it, bro. I mean, I'm just an interact. I just, lo- I just love to interact uh, with anybody and everybody, bro. If you're, if you're on my Twitch channels, bro, you always see me playing with somebody. Very rarely will you ever see me play just by myself. You mm-hmm. know, I will always have, I would always oh, love having fans come and play video games with me. I love 
having anybody and everybody come on and play. You know, when I do, I love doing Among Us streams just so people can like interact and play games together and and laugh a lot, you know, and just, just hang around. So when it comes to like post, you know, post COVID and everything's open right now, which there is like a meet and greet. I think I'm going to do like in September, it's going to be in Florida. Uh, that's not official. I haven't bought tickets or anything yet. I haven't set that up, but there is a meet, there is a meet and greet TikTok event that's going on in Florida in September. Uh, but when that all goes down, I look forward to just like, you know, flying out, driving out to wherever I can to, to do meet and greets, you know, and kind of get really, um, and a view of like of people and who my fans are and and what they expect you know no i think it's i think it's a good point right we've had tiktokers on the show a lot of them have gone viral and kind of created their following you know during this covid and and like what people what the fans have seen is literally their living rooms literally their bedrooms and and like being able to see these creators that they've been following now for virtually you know a year mostly right like being Mm -hmm. able to see them in an outside setting being able to see them you know, not just on a screen, but like who they really are. I think it's going to be super special and a, a super fun time for everybody. I think even the creators and the fans, 100%. Yeah. And even, and even, even today, man, I'll, I mean, I, people have spotted me when I go outside the house and I'll be, you know, some, it'd be at the beach. It could be at like uh mostly at the beach. Cause that's normally when I hang out, but even <laughs> at like when I went to like the San Diego zoo, um, like a couple of months ago, like people kind of spy spotted me even with my mask on, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they just got to, you know, say hi to me. And I, and I always encourage that. I was like, you know, if you ever see me out in the open, please, by all means, stop me, say hi to me. Don't be, don't be afraid. You I was going to say, the beard's got to come through the mask. So they got to see at least, some, like, they probably are like, oh, that definitely is him. <laughs> this is gold right here, bro. <laughs> just, yeah. I love it. So let's move over to this podcast's favorite topics. You kind of hinted at it beforehand. Part of the reason why I definitely wanted to have you on the show is lazy eyes. <laughs> So I watched one of your skits and the best question that could ever be asked about one one's lazy eye is how do you do that thing with your eyes? Right. And like, did you, did you always know you had a lazy eye? Cause in the skit, you kind of brought up that you found it maybe a little bit later on in life. Um, I, I mean, I knew I had it. I, I've always, it's like one of those things just like, uh, when did you learn how to walk? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. When I was when I was little, uh, four, I guess. I don't know. It's like the same with lazy. I can do this thing with my eye, and it's just like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I've always just, it's just kind of one of those things you just, you could do. You just knew how to do, and you did it like not thinking, or you did it just like, you know, naturally. And it's just like when it's just a matter of when did you discover you had full control over that, or when did you discover that's a lazy eye? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Junior high, <laughs> really that late? Junior high. Probably. Junior wow. high, yeah, yeah. Wow, because like, I think, and uh, I did that, and then this is how I discovered. Now that I actually think about it, I think this is how I found out this talent, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I was uh, one of my teachers. His name was John John Barger. Um, he was just a funny guy, and one day I just looked at him, just like, and he was just he just looked at me and laughed, like, "What the heck is that?" And I was just like, "I don't know. I'm just staring at you, funny." I was like, "Yeah, but one eye is like going this way." I'm like, "Is that what's going on?" <laughs> Yeah, you know, I never look at because you never. I never stopped to like look in the mirror and be like, "What does it look like when I look like this?" And then one day, <laughs> when, once he pointed it out, I was just like, "Oh, I can see what he's talking about now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the te- the teachers are usually the first to know because, like, when you answer a question, you have, they have, they don't really know where you're looking or whatnot. Like we had, uh, I don't know if you know her, but Christine Snaps, another great lazy eye. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, Christine Snaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on the she was on the show. We've talked about lazy eyes a bunch of times, and she said 
she actually had three other three kids total in the class with lazy eyes and the teacher actually like sat each of them in the same row and she they were like do we think it's because we have lazy eyes like is it is it a, is it a tactical thing <laughs> like that's funny. like for me like i i was always like i i could get in some serious trouble with mine because like i can look like as if i'm cheating and i'm not trying to oh you know? yeah i can see yeah yeah so it's always the teachers that have the the most fun with your lazy eyes that kind of that kind of leads me to my next question have you like what's been like the craziest thing someone's asked you about yours other than like can like how do you do that thing with your eyes Oh, what's the craziest thing that people ask me, man? I, I honestly, I can't think of like one of the craziest thing they've asked me. I think one of the thing is like, like, um, I think, I, I think it's just like, Hey, do you know, you look like that one guy from Mr. Deeds. <laughs> I think it was like the one thing it's like, you know, when you do that, you look like that one crazy guy, right? Dude from Mr. Deeds. I was like, Oh yeah, thanks. Cool. yeah that, i yeah. guess i can do that yeah i always get like yeah i always get like can you see behind your eye like can you see behind your head like my peripheral vision is really good sure mm -hmm. um like but i think like you bring up a good point like i think as the older i get the more i'm like aware of like the different things that i can do like i didn't know i could switch them or like i, I actually texted this to christine like if i cover one this i will go good but then mm -hmm. like i cover it and now this eye is fine yours will do the same yeah right yeah yeah, or the, like following the pencil thing or stuff that we like. I don't know. It's just like yeah, like you follow the pencil with one eye, bro. What you yeah? It's it's wild yeah. and like kind of going off that right. Like, were you kind of shocked at all the reactions that like people with lazy eyes come to you and say like, hey, like I, I you know like I I mean I have a tiny little podcast called Normal Guy Lazy Eye and I still have hundreds of people asking me about my lazy eye and like confidence issues and stuff like that like i can't imagine what five million people looked like but have you had a lot of people like interact with you about it and like their their own kind of stories about it um not, i mean i yes and no i mean i didn't make it i made a tiktok people ask me it's like how do you do the thing with your lazy eye and i made a whole tiktok about it yeah and i got a lot of good responses out of that i got a lot yeah. of good the video you actually did pretty well surprisingly i think i didn't think it was like that shock of it you know <laughs> that big of a thing you know it's just like yeah. you know but so it, it you know it definitely people definitely interacted with it as well um i don't know about confidence bro i don't think you know i never had anybody deal with like um confidence issues i mean obviously i can keep them like straight and then have control and bring them back i know that some people don't have that control and it's kind of like in that one spot yep that's you know? me. and then <laughs> And, you know, and to me, I was like, no, I haven't really dealt with, I haven't had to like deal with those kind of questions or people had yeah. asked me like that. Um, I think maybe people intentionally think, how did you get your eye back to a straight? I'm like, um, I kind of, it's I, kind of, it's, it's always been there. I, I put, I put it there and then I can just <laughs> bring it back. So I guess you had better doctors than me because like there, there are, there are certain ways uh, to correct it and, and it won't always go hundred percent. Right. But like if, whether it was an eye patch growing up, like there's, there's strabismus surgery, which is a whole different thing. Like there's different ways. And then like, for me, I guess, uh, you know, I'm happy with it. And like, it's, it's, it's who I am. It's, it's it kind of, it, I don't want to say it defines me, but it's a part of me that I, it's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't say like, people have said like, I can't see Jared without a lazy eye, which is kind of funny because <laughs> it's still the same person. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you I can't can... see. I'm like, well, what would happen if I did? What, what, what are you going to do then? You're just going to, just going to not be friends anymore because I made a decision to. Put so I can make eye... direct eye contact with you now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly 
What do you uh, is this it? I know. I well, screw you. <laughs> the best the best isn't necessarily like my friends interacting with it. It's I used to teach swim lessons to little kids and like their innocence was the best, right? Like I used to I used to have a, I used to be a head coach of a swim team and when I would take role, I would literally be like I'd be like Hunter, Hunter and like you're the only hunter in the whole entire swim team, but you're still like where's the other one? Where's who's the other one? You know? And uh, finally, (laughs) exactly like that. And finally, like, I just decided I I had to wear sunglasses to practice every single day because they like, then that way they at least think I'm I'm, like looking at them. Yeah. You're like, huh? (laughs) Exactly. All right. (laughs) Pick an eye. You know, it's like that movie from uh, Moana. Just pick an eye. Pick an eye. Just pick an eye. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Exactly. More and more people I feel like are, are opening up to lazy eye comedy, and I'm here for it. It's awesome. That's great, bro. I, I've been doing it since I was like ten, but especially come. I mean, dude, it definitely. That's what I think. That's what makes my my TikToks give it that extra like push is just having that lazy eye and just putting it in, and you know, just like what the <laughs> hi hi, good that goodness in me, and like you know, just like it just gives it like extra that extra like oh yeah, know, that push, a extra so. pop, right? An extra pop, that extra pop, yeah, gives gives people views from all different angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. Is there anything I can also do? This is another thing. Um, the other thing I can do with that is can you ever make your eyes like roll all the way back? Like, no, I saw that video of you doing that, and I was like, okay, that's something I cannot do. <laughs> no, ask me, ask me where you're at now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this, this whole, this whole, this whole thing um, did really well with me and David. This is like my Bobby character, like yeah, um, that that he had used for a couple of his comedies he called it the, Bo- the bobby chronicles which was fun and um yeah so it's just like i, I got like this hidden, hidden talents in my eye man it's just doing well for me <laughs> does any eye doctor go to you and be like if you keep doing that it's gonna end up permanent <laughs> i think one of these days i'll make a i'll do like a tiktok prank and be like have my brother drag me and it's like doctor doctor something's wrong with his eyes and i'll just be in there like <laughs> and just literally just mess with the doctor over here over here okay that'd be and perfect just, just, just do something funny like doctor he just you know just like just slap me so that like okay i'm back thanks doc you know <laughs> or that. just make some kind of crazy accent like i fall down or something and be like i could see you know <laughs> <laughs> you healed me yeah perfect that'd be great. perfect that'd be awesome. so yeah would would you say that tiktok and everything that's been going on in, in, in the summer of 2020 and up till now has really changed your outlook on your career and what maybe is doable for DJ hunts. Like kind of on your website, you've, you've been tracked to live a mission focused life. Have you folk, have you found that mission in life that you want to pursue? Uh, yeah, man. It's just basically my basic, everything I do, bro. Like, it's just, it's just bottom, bottom line who I am, bro. Like, um, I live my life according to like, like Jesus, bro. And I know a lot of people get a little like, Oh, what do you mean by that? You know, yeah. just, you're going to start shoving Jesus down my throat. I'm like, no, no, bro. You, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I do comedy for a living. And, and I, I, and my thing is all these little things, I keep it clean. I keep it um, PG. I don't go anything. I don't do anything. But it's like raunchy or bad because I don't believe in that stuff. Right. And, and be, I don't believe that's because I, I, I believe in, 
believe in Jesus Christ and he died for my sins, rose from the dead. Like that's my whole life. You know, whether you believe in it or not, that's just who DJ Hunt's official is. That's just who mm-hmm. I am. And this is why I do what I do. This is all, this is, I mean, this is, uh, so, so, so my whole mission in life is basically just, just like G- make Jesus look normal. Make Jesus look like he's not this radical, crazy, re- zealous, religious person. And he's not this hypocritical um, loser critical you know trashy oh he says he's this but he lives in completely opposite life i'm like like this i'm just i'm just a guy who loves jesus christ man and he does dj stuff he djs music you know and he does comedy for a living man i i I, I love that do you do you think it's like easier or harder in the times like this to kind of paint that picture to like I know, like you said, you're not forcing anyone to believe what you believe and you're not trying to push an agenda, but do you think it's easier or harder with the age of social media, with the age of everything at everybody's fingertips to kind of like share your beliefs with the world and in and, and hopes that it, you know, maybe opens a couple eyes here and there. Good eyes, of course, not lazy, but good ones. Uh, it's, it's definitely always going to get harder, bro. I don't think there's ever going to come a time in a Christian's life where it's going to be easy to share Jesus with anybody, because obviously when you bring up that name, bring up Jesus name, immediately tensions are high. Everybody's yeah. a little, ah, you know, there's like, they don't know where to go. Can't be right. you know, it's like, it's like when Hollywood brings up anything politics at the Oscars, it's like, this, like it's the same, yeah, it's thing. same thing. And then yeah. uh, that's one, and that's one kind of rule I have with like my DJ stuff is I, I don't try to get into, I don't get political. And, and, it is, and the same general rule is this because uh, our culture today is just very immature. Mm-hmm. They, they can't handle, they can't handle people's beliefs it can't happen because like if you say you're a conservative republican immediately start people thinking oh racist bigot this but when you say you're a lip you're a democratic liberal oh you're a snowflake you're 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 all these different names it's like people all just make these huge assumptions um right. that goes with like you know muslim christian jewish you know buddhist um atheist agnostic and it's just like people get so like scared that's been mm-hmm. people get so scared and get so nervous and they just like immediately make assumptions oh he's christian therefore he must hate all gay people right no that's no right. and it's just like it's like oh he's a conservative therefore he's a racist no it's just like you know people you make all these assumptions so it does become harder mm-hmm. it does get harder um especially this, with this age group you know and uh my, my whole thing is to just um it's the common rule just be respectful you know i think our culture today has lost this idea is like you can disagree with somebody and still respect them and still love them still be friends you know just because you know just because you're not a christian doesn't mean i can't be around you and just because i'm a christian doesn't mean a gay person can't be friends with me you know Mm -hmm. like we may disagree with how we live our lives but it's just like dude i can still love you bro like i still (laughs) care for you bro like you're still human you know just because just because i follow the way jesus and the bible says this but homosexuality doesn't mean at all i hate you doesn't mean at all i hate anybody mm-hmm. like you can be a satanist i still love you bro you can right. be an atheist i still love you and it's just like and it's like that's the kind of thing i'm trying to bring you know i'm trying to like bring that relief okay listen but put, let's put politics and um like religious as- things uh aside real fast just this is come here here's some comedy let's laugh at this you know uh i am a christian this is what i do so if you're gonna be, if you're not gonna like me because of that, I mean, sorry, but yeah. but but at least I can make you laugh, man. At least we exactly. can find some common mutuality and make each other laugh. You know, it's just kind of bringing that peace that I think people really are looking for. 
and just bringing that common respect towards towards one another. I love that. That's awesome. And this uh, that's a perfect segue into our last question because I know you got to run soon. But we do ask this question for every single guest. And I'm really excited to hear your answer here. If you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Good question, man. If I would, if I write my book an autobiography, what would it be? Um, shoot, man. Um, wow, that's a deep question, bro. You're gonna have me sitting here for 20 minutes. And I'm probably, I'm probably gonna give you an answer and be like, yeah, I don't like that one. I'm gonna need to go back and calm up. <laughs> you know edit it out um (laughs) (sighs) could be the first draft it doesn't have to be it doesn't we don't have to print the copy tomorrow (laughs) honestly um shoot bro i never really thought about my autobiography man i'd just be like um Oh, dude, I want to make a good one. I'd probably just be like, like, I don't know, how to be yourself. Just be how to be yourself. The life, the story of DJ Hunt's official. I love that. Just be yourself, you know, because my whole, my whole thing with TikTok, man, and what I hope to achieve and it kind of be like, you know, like a, as like a, like a, like a teacher, kind of like a, like a, a coach for everybody is, is don't compromise your beliefs don't compromise yourself for the sake of fame or fortune you know i think you know don't don't try to be cool just try to be yourself i think my whole success on tiktok and is all because i was just doing something i love to do i did the reason i started doing comedy because i was in a time when i was being stressful and anxious and i had to do this that made me feel less calm and less anxious and that that's what makes what I believe what made everybody feel less anxious and less stressful about everything that's going on in the world. It gave some kind of relief, you know? Absolutely. And so, so I, and then, yeah, so that, that I, I think that would be like the first, the rough draft of my title for the autobiography. That's a beautiful answer because I think you bring up a great point. I think a lot of people download the app on TikTok and think they have to uh, stick to the script to go viral, stick to the script to get a million followers and whatnot. And like, it's the perfect example of if you just, stick to being yourself you can do it you know so yeah. i i applaud that answer very well done and i know this has been an absolute blast for me i hope you had just as much fun and i and i'm super excited to continue to follow you and follow your career and hopefully when this is all over and if i'm out in southern california if you're ever out here in boston we can get a little meet and greet going but uh oh, yeah. dj hunts thank you so much bro i appreciate it and uh, we'll definitely stay in touch awesome dude thank you so much bro this was, thanks for having me bro this was uh this is a blast absolutely talk to you soon Later, bro. So big shout out to DJ Hunts for coming on this week's episode of the podcast. I'll leave all things DJ Hunts in the description of this week's podcast. Be sure to go follow him on Instagram, TikTok, all things social media. He is literally everywhere. Uh, I just love that interview, really, because it was so fun to connect with an individual who I felt has a very similar energy and just hoping to make people laugh, make people enjoy their day a little bit better, 1% better, whatever it is, whether they're going through the worst of times or the best of times, I always want to make sure that I can make people laugh, I can make people smile, and I feel like DJ Hunts has a very similar goal in his life as well. So big thank you to him. 
A big shout out to you guys, the listeners. Thank you guys so, so much for all your support, for sharing the podcast with your friends, with your coworkers, with your family, with your dog, your pets, whatever. It's been an incredible ride. I, I really cannot believe the amount of listeners we've gotten, the amount of feedback I've gotten, the amount of everything, honestly, from this show. So big thank you to you guys. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to give it a five-star rating or follow us on Spotify and um, follow us on Instagram at Normal Guy Lazy. We have some great clips from all the interviews, from some videos, some bonus content, and everything in between at Normal Guy Lazy. That does it for all of my shameless plugs. Again, I'm so thankful for you all, and I will see you all next Wednesday.